3: Lynsheet.com editor-in-chief Ryan Satin, and if you're watching via YouTube, you can see that I'm alone. I'm a loner here. I'm all by myself. It feels weird. I've never done one of these shows all by myself. I was gonna start singing the song all by myself right there, but I, that didn't. I, I don't. I, I'm gonna save all of you the trouble of me doing that. Uh, Roca, as he said yesterday, is on vacation. Not vacation. He's on. He's off on a mission abroad. He's, he's gone. He's not here. He's, in Aust- he's going to Australia. Uh, but, uh, and, and I was going to have Jay Washington sit in to replace him uh, for the day. But Jay Washington got sick. And it was the last minute, so uh, I went to Twitter asking people to you know to, to throw their name out there to see if anyone was interested. But I didn't get a ton of people, and the to- those of you who did, I appreciate it. But I was looking for someone who was local and someone who I've already met in person, maybe once or twice before. Uh, so I appreciate those of you who did reach out. But I'm gonna just try and do this alone. It's probably not going to be as long as the normal recap shows, but I didn't leave. I didn't want to leave you all hanging. So I guess we should just get into it. Uh, I, I, The show, I liked it. I thought it was a good, fun episode of the show. Uh wasn't similar to Raw. It was kind of middle of the road. But overall, I mean, it was an enjoyable two hours that uh, was very easy to digest. Uh, I didn't have a ton of uh, things that I disliked about it, to be honest with you. Uh, so let's just kick into it. Uh, and, 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 just to give a little shout out here, uh, normally Roka does the notes when we do these. So, uh, I'm going to be kind of referencing, uh, the results, that were written up by ProWrestling.net. I'm a big fan of ProWrestling.net. So as just a little bit of a guideline here, I'm going to look at their SmackDown recap. But if you've ever heard of that site, also a good website. You should check them out when it comes to results and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Big fan. Uh, They stay on top of those kinds of things. So the show kicks off with Roman Reigns, more about the murder attempt. And Roman was asked if he had anything to say to Rowan and Bryan, and he said he did. But he was going to wait to say it in the ring later in the show. Uh, then we get Kofi coming out. Kofi cuts a promo where he's talking, obviously, about Randy Orton. He said that Orton likes to slither around the ring, talking about him being stupid. He then asked the crowd who got their ass dropped out of nowhere last week, obviously referencing when he came into the ring and attacked Randy Orton. Uh, then we we get uh, – it, it cuts to Orton on the Titan Tron where he's – Repeatedly calling Kofi Kingston stupid. He's doing the stupid, stupid, stupid thing. And he, he pulls out a letter uh, that he said someone slid under his hotel room door. And he reads this letter that is supposedly, quote-unquote, from uh, Kofi's son that said uh, Kofi cry, that Orton makes Kofi cry at night, and he begged Orton not to hurt him anymore. Uh, and that's when Orton mentioned that it was, or revealed that it was from Kofi's son Kai and he's (laughs) I love it he was pure villain here he did the whole like you know what I don't respond to fan mail usually but this person is staying in the same hotel as me I'm just gonna go respond in person and Kofi being the good dad that he did that he is runs to the back to try and intercept uh obviously gets into a fight gets into a tumble, gets into a rumble <laughs> with Randy Orton. They're fighting in the backstage area. People are trying to break them up. And Randy does that hangman DDT thing uh, where the legs are elevated onto the floor. I thought this was great, to be honest with you. The the Kofi promo at the beginning was maybe a little flat. I think that um, I don't it was a little confusing seeing him go from like pancake throwing happy guy to angry dad basically uh but i think it all worked very well and i honestly man randy orton he, is just he's in like prime form right now i think that you know i know and sometimes uh some people feel like they get kind of bored of randy orton but i feel like when he's in the right storyline with the right people and he's he's motivated enough he's Oh, i'm looking at the wrong camera again i've been doing it i'm sorry if i've been looking at the wrong camera for a little bit i'm used to looking at that one because there's two of us so sorry if I've been looking at the wrong camera, everyone. Uh, but like I was saying, uh, Randy Orton is such a pro. When he's in prime form, when he's with people he likes to be working with, when he is uh, motivated in the right way, he's one of the best performers in, in of his generation. So I feel like that's what's going on here. He really is killing it right now. He is on another level. I like that he's adopted the stupid stuff. I like that he has made the revival part of his squad. Um, I love it. I I, I was really happy with all of this. Uh, So yeah, I thought it was a big plus and, and then segueing into Biggie being backstage and asking about Kofi Kingston. They're asking him about Kofi Kingston after the break Uh, It's mentioned that he's going to wrestle Randy Orton later, and he mentions that Kofi's going to be okay to compete at Clash of Champions, but after tonight, he won't be able to say the same for Randy Orton. Uh, So then we get uh, King of the Ring recap. Ali comes out, Buddy Murphy comes out, uh, and we get Buddy Murphy versus Ali. Now, I love this match. I thought this was a killer match. These two guys are obviously uh, part—former— parts of 205 live and they showcase that style here. Uh, I felt, you know, Ali has, in my opinion, um, fallen down the card a little bit compared to where he was when he first debuted. And buddy is kind of on the rise right now. He had that great match, with Roman reigns. He had that match uh, against Dan Bryan last week where he won and i I was surprised to see Buddy Murphy lose here. But at the same time, because Buddy Murphy is still on the rise a little bit, I don't think he he lost much here by taking the loss. If anything, it kind of removes him from the King of the Ring tournament so he can go back to being involved in this Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, uh, attacker storyline adjacently in some way. So I kind of like that he... Um, not like. I I think it was smart maybe to just take him out of the tournament and and let Ali have that shine because I'm guessing neither of these guys are going to actually win the tournament. So, if Buddy Murphy is still going to be involved in some way in the Rowan Reigns storyline, he doesn't need to have something for him to do like Ali does. And I think that a win for Ali kind of gets him back on the right track a little bit. Maybe he can win his next match too and kind of Get the ball rolling a little bit, but regardless, good match. Uh, these guys put it all out there, killed it in the ring. I think that that finish was well. The move before the finish, where he did the uh, tilt a world DDT thing, where when Buddy was on the ropes, sick. I, I loved that, and, and yeah, and I, I, I just overall, I think that the handshake too kind of helped, kind of show the uh, camaraderie between the guys on 205 Live and in the Cruiserweight division. So, I did like that. I liked this match um, but I was like I said, I was surprised to see him lose. I think after I, I let it marinate for a little bit in my head that's why i've been able to feel a little more comfortable with with him losing. I guess not comfortable, but I think that uh just just, just it makes more sense to me after thinking about it for for you know however much time has passed twelve hours or whatever uh, and yeah i just i I think that the honestly. The the King of the Ring tournament, as it stands right now, uh, and we'll get to the the, the next one. But uh, the quarterf- the 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 King of the Ring, as it stands right now, is a is a is a really good tournament. I, 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 or the the really good competitors that are still left. Um, I know something you're gonna say, that Baron Corbin's still left in there. But I kind of like that Baron Corbin stands out among the um, among the pack. He's a little bit different. Uh, he's not like the quick. Flippy fast style. Uh, even Smojo is—you know—he just dives to the outside and stuff like that. Uh, so, I, yeah, I like the, the 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 competitors that are still left in it, and I think that uh, ultimately, I think that ollie was the right choice t- to go over here. Okay. Oh, also they have the handshake. So, like I said, there's a there's that camaraderie between them. Uh, then we get backstage. We get a segment between Ember Moon and Bailey. I'm gonna sip my coffee here because it was boring, anyways. Oh man! talking alone for this long that was a lot. I miss having someone to uh bounce my <laughs> bounce my ideas off of us just a lot of thinking off the top of my head here so I hope you guys are appreciating this <laughs> uh okay, so then we have this thing we have Bailey and ember moon, which I don't know i, I you know I was texting one of my friends while watching the show and I just they say the same thing as me that I said on here a few times, and it's just like the Ember Moon character is just very confusing, and I don't really understand what it is necessarily. She's kind of like got this Mad Max-type clothing she's wearing backstage, which is being totally normal and cool. Um, so I just, I don't get if it's just like supposed to be like a fashion thing or what, but uh, there's something about Ember Moon that the current version of Ember Moon that just doesn't click with me. So this segment I was a little bored by until until Lacey Evans showed up, who's obviously great in backstage segments. I can feel people throwing, throwing things at me through the microphone. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I mean, Lacey was Lacey's fun, uh, at least in backstage segments, in my opinion. We were talking on the Raw recap yesterday. And Roka was asking where Lacey Evans was. So I'm kind of mad that he's not here now because I would be like, well, there you go. Ask and you shall receive Roka. You jinxed the people who didn't want to see her though. (laughs) Uh, I, I liked it though. I think that, you know, she's a fun character and her character at least makes sense. Unlike Ember Moon, who is great in the ring, obviously. Uh, but her character just doesn't quite make sense necessarily to me. Uh, you know, the, the character of Lacey Evans is very, very, very evident. She projects exactly what she wants you to see. And I like it. That's me personally. Uh, so she claims to be the face of the division. Lacey, they laugh at her. Uh, and challenge Bailey to a match later. Match is accepted. Uh, so then we have The Miz come out. Talking about Sami Zayn being Shinsuke Nakamura's new spokesperson, and you know what they did last week, where they you know where Nakamura kicked him in the back of the head, and he called Nakamura a stage five clinger, which was kind of silly. Uh, he's supposed to be like a face, and that's just a random old reference, but it made me laugh uh, regardless. Uh, then Miz uh, keeps putting Nakamura over. He calls him the, the King of Strong Style. And then he calls out Sami Zayn. Uh, and, and while calling out Sami Zayn, he, you know, Miz talks about being the greatest intercontinental champion in WWE history, which is also not very face like to do. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this, I know that, you know, without Roka here, I'm gonna I'm trying not to get too off topic here, but just the Miz's face character just doesn't click with me. I feel like All his heat was lost in the Shane McMahon storyline. He hasn't been able to recover it. And I really want to see him go back to being a heel as soon as possible. Uh, I just... I know it's... Like I said, I'm assuming it's because of Miz and Mrs. And they don't want to have a heel as the lead of his own reality show. But I just... I'm not feeling the Miz in this current form. The Miz heel is one of my favorite wrestlers. One of my favorite characters in WWE. Uh, But... God, I'm just, like, not feeling this face version. Maybe this, this Sami Zayn Nakamura stuff will will help with that a little bit, but I'm just personally not feeling the Miz face run right now. Finally, we get Sami Zayn interrupting. Calls himself a liberator. Uh, he's talking about his relationship with Nakamura. Uh, he doesn't like Miz talking about the Intercontinental Championship like it was his. Um he says that, I like the line where he said uh, that, that Nakamura is the king of strong style while the Miz was the king of weak style. Uh, and then Miz invited him to the ring. Sammy didn't want to come into the ring. Uh, and then when Miz got out of the ring, he gets blindsided by Nakamura again. And honestly, this was maybe one of the funniest parts of the show to me. Sammy Zayn just being like a total asshole and doing the ha <laughs> ha. As as, uh, Nakamura is beating the crap out of Miz, I I laughed at it. I probably watched that laugh a hundred times. My girlfriend was so annoyed by the end of the night because I had watched it so many times. It was making me laugh every single time. Similar to that Jeff Goldblum video that came out during the week uh, or over the weekend where they ask him about spider-man and he's just like What? this is the first time hearing of this i'm crestfallen i and his face is like he's really like invested in everything the girl is saying i watched that a hundred times too i last laughed every single time uh this is along those lines because sammy Zayn's voice sounded so funny to me he sounded like a bird at the zoo or something and it was it was a delight i cracked up the whole time, uh, they bring him back into the ring, and you know, Sammy Zayn is still uh, you know going off on Miz, saying he had no respect for artists or artistry, and then told him told Nakamura to give him his Hollywood close up, and Nakamura gives the Kinshasa Zayn continues screaming into the microphone. If you didn't watch this for some reason, this is the segment to watch. If you like the silly pro wrestling segments that don't necessarily insult your intelligence, but still make you laugh because they're silly. This was one of them to me. I mean, Sami Zayn was so over the top here that it just worked. I think that do, he was trying to do something a little bit different to feel like this pairing with Nakamura it, it stands out uh, as something different than what he's done as a pairing with Kevin Owens. Uh, I, I, I felt like it did a little bit. He's just so over the top right now and so uh, just ridiculous that I think it works and it, it might actually be a good thing for the two of them and 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 maybe eventually lead to um something better for Sami Zayn down the line when he's actually wrestling in matches. So we'll see. Uh but I really I really did enjoy this a lot. Uh Kevin Owens goes into Shane's office next. Elias is sitting there. Elias says Shane's not there. Kevin looks happy walks away. Bailey comes out for her entrance, when we get Lacey Evans versus Bailey. For those of you listening to audio, I'm sipping a coffee. I apologize. I seriously don't know how people do this on a weekly basis. Talking alone for an hour. I feel like I am practicing a monologue in a mirror that I'm writing on the fly. And that's weird. I like talking to my friends about the show instead. That's why is nice, because we usually disagree about almost everything on here. <laughs> I shouldn't say almost everything, but a lot of things we disagree about when it comes to wrestling. So it really gives us something to talk about. I'm not used to just like no one disagreeing with me or even agreeing with me. I'm just kind of like a crazy person talking to myself. But that is what it is today. Hopefully you guys are still enjoying this. Uh, all right. So we had Lacey Evans versus Bayley. Um Surprisingly long match. I mean, they gave them a lot of time. Uh, I'm not going to say it was... The best match, um, similar to the Nikki Cross, at least the Nikki Cross match, you know, the Nikki Cross match was short on Raw this week. They at least gave Bailey a lot of time to work here. Um, they like Lacey Evans, obviously, so they want, you know, the two of them to have some time in the ring. And I thought it was fine. It wasn't like a bad match by any means, but it wasn't obvious, it wasn't like some match that blew me away either. I think it was nice to see Lacey Evans back in the ring. She got to showcase some of her moves. Um, we got, the Charlotte thing where Charlotte comes out and she starts to watch. Uh, and then Bailey is, like, showing off for her. Uh, you know, they kind of do this a lot with Bailey, where the person that she's going to be wrestling against comes out to watch. And they do a lot with, with Becky, I feel like, too. And I, it's like a very easy crutch to go on. Um, I don't know if it added that much to this match. Um, so... So I didn't. I wasn't like super invested here. I I kind of want Charlotte just to win the the women's title back, uh, and I want something new for Bailey. Honestly, I'd like her to. I'd like her to lose the title of Charlotte, and then go join Sasha Banks, and then both be heels, and just we get a new new attitude for Bailey. I'm. I think it's time. Before I was like, no, there's so much still they can do in the character but i feel like i'm not the only person who just wants to see something new from bailey so um they've been trying with this run to kind of give it a serious give bailey a more serious edge but i want to see her like have a mean streak and i think that the time has come for that so uh yeah it was it was tough for me to to really get into to really get into that uh so Bailey wins. Uh she she was one I saw the clip that, that uh Matthew posted where you can see Bailey loudly calling for the arm drag too, which is which I saw it was pretty funny. Uh but she hits the Bailey to Belly. Lacey Evans gets her foot on the rope, then Bailey gets uh, uh hits another suplex and hits the elbow drop for from the top for the win uh then Brian and Rowan were interviewed they said they had yet to receive an apology and they would not leave the arena until Reigns gives them one we'll circle back to that later um then we get Big E versus Randy Orton you know what okay so i will actually before I get to that so Big E in the match um solid match 8 minutes ends with uh Big E uh, hitting two overhead belly to belly suplexes, followed by a twisting belly to belly, but then the revival rundown to offer a distraction, uh, which allowed Orton to hit an RKO and pick up the win. Uh, I loved this. I, you know, no, was it some six star classic? No. But what I loved about it was. One, we got to see face Big E showing intensity as a singles performer again, which was pretty cool. Um, The stuff where he was saying uh, he was yelling at Randy Orton, saying that Randy Orton had hell to pay and he was there to collect. That was dope. I was like, oh man, that's awesome. The way he kept yelling that at him, Uh, it made me go like, yeah, Big E. His title run will be awesome. I, man, I was saying to someone the other day, I just, I really want to see, I want to see Kofi take it all the way to Mania and then Big E win the Royal Rumble this year and we get Kofi versus Big E for the WWE Championship and no breakup, nothing like that, just two brothers. Fighting for the the top prize in WWE with Big E winning clean and them kind of celebrating together and Kofi passing the torch to Big E and we get the Big E title run. Whew! That's what I want to see. I get goosebumps. Get goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> and I feel like you know Big E really showed it that he that he can. You know, go in a singles match with one of the top guys in the company, um, and people will get behind him. I think that uh, Biggie is such a talented dude, such a talented performer, and this really, really is um, this is what's up. So I, I, I like that they're that they're giving Biggie an opportunity like this, and I like that uh, that they. They're, they're, they kind of gave a serious edge to Biggie in this match, and like I said, I've really enjoyed the pairing of Randy Orton and the Revival, so I think they mesh well together, similar to like um uh, uh uh Legacy back in the day. So yeah, really into it. I thought this was a good way to play off of everything, and still with the the assisted RKO at the end from the Revival and Orton with like the uh, 3D like finisher. Dug it, and I think that you know it only adds to the villainous ways of FTRKO. I like that. So yeah, good stuff all around here. Uh, then we segued into Chad Gable. Uh, he was talking about Shelton Gable, Shelton Gable, Shelton Benjamin, uh, and how you know Shelton Benjamin shouldn't underestimate him, and that he's always had people you know talking about his his size, and that this is nothing new, and blah 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 blah. Uh, so then. We get Elias in the ring. Sorry, on the throne. And Kevin Owens, you know, after a promo assaults, assaults, he attacks uh, Elias, tosses him into the ring, hits a stunner, and then leaves, which, I'm sorry, I know that maybe the 24-7 title is maybe beneath Kevin Owens, but I I know I wasn't the only one because I tweeted about it asking if I was the only one and I was not that wanted Kevin Owens to pin Elias for the 24-7 championship. I feel like it could have been a fun moment if he had gotten involved in the 24-7 championship, you know, uh, scene as well because, you know, uh, he's not, I mean, he's got the Shane McMahon stuff, but God, I'd rather him be doing anything else. And him just hitting stunners on any single person who tried to take the 24-7 title from him could have been gold, but I digress. He also explained... On social media, the reason uh, he didn't try to penalize for the twenty four seven championship, he said, "I have a family. I have three dogs and three cats. I have responsibilities. I can't worry about being rolled up by some dude while I'm dropping my kids off at school or enjoying a lovely night out with my wife." Congrats, Drake Maverick. Though, have fun with all of that. And the reason he congratulated Drake Maverick is because after the stunner, our uh, truth sneaks in to try and penalize. But then Drake Maverick stops him from making the pin to sneak in himself and regain the 24-7 championship. He runs away with the title, celebrating, which means he might finally get to consummate the marriage. Fingers crossed. Good luck, Drake. I hope it happens for you. Um, But I actually really hope that she that she pins him during the process, because that will be gold, Jerry. That'll be gold. Uh, So then we got Shelton Benjamin versus Chad Gable, and this is a short match, I know, but God, Chad Gable's one of those guys who delivers every single time he is given an opportunity, whether it's a backstage promo, a short match, whatever, long match on 205 Live, uh, he impresses. I like the new look a lot. I think it makes him look... uh, uh more professional a little bit he's got like a little more um uh a guy you can believe in a little bit he's got like a de vibe uh, and i'm into it i really think that uh he could see success if they just give him the opportunity and give him an actual push i don't know if the shorty g stuff which is where it seems like they're going is is necessarily going to be that but the fact that he's getting a push lately has been awesome uh the fact that he got a match here where he was getting to do cool stuff was dope. Uh, I, I, I'm a huge, huge Chad Gable, Mark. So, um, I, you know, there was really cool stuff in this match. Innovative, the, the roles, everything. So uh, more Chad Gable, please. More Chad Gable. Uh, and then at that point, we have the semifinals. So, or sorry, the quarterfinals set for uh, King of the Ring. We've got next week, we've got Joe versus Ricochet. Cedric Alexander versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Ali versus Elias, Chad Gable versus Andrade. Uh, honestly, Chad Gable versus Andrade sounds like it could be the sleeper hit of the whole tournament. I'm very much interested. I'm very interested to see who wins that match because those two guys are maybe two of my favorite wrestlers in WWE. I'm just like guys whose matches always deliver, in my opinion. So if they get like a 15-minute match on SmackDown, those two, whoo! whew, that'll be awesome. We will all be the winners of that. So I'm pumped for that. Uh, and, and even though this match was short, uh, I liked that they at least got an opportunity to do something in the ring with these guys. All right, lastly, we've got uh, Roman Reigns stuff. The, the, the last cliffhanger of Roman Reigns, the next cliffhanger of Roman Reigns attack angle. Roman Reigns comes out, then Daniel Bryan and Rowan appear on the monitor and say that they want an apology. They're asking for Daniel Bryan to say sorry. Uh, Roman pulls the crowd. They say not to apologize. And then Rowan says, well, let's let's watch this other video and see if I still need to apologize. And the video is very similar to the one we already saw where you can see what a guy that looks like Rowan scampering away. Although this one's a little more on his face because it's for some reason there's a camera set up in the angle uh, of where the crates fell down which I don't understand why that angle wasn't available while that camera wasn't available the footage to, well, the footage from that camera wasn't available since day 1 but uh it happened uh, they show it it looks very clearly like Rowan this time and Rowan looks a little freaked out and Daniel gets angry starts slapping Rowan and he's like I hate liars you lied to me. You lied to me. And Rowan's like, no, no, no. And he looks guilty this time. And he sends Rowan away. And Brian storms the ring saying, like, I hate liars. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about this. I had no idea. I've I'd been trusting this guy for a year. I don't know how he could do this to me. Um, you know, And and, and but, but that he didn't tell Rowan to do it. He can't believe it. And then uh, when he gets in the ring... Roman hits him with a spear and that's the end of the show um so here's the thing I think we're to believe that somebody else has been telling Rowan what to do here I don't think we're supposed to believe that Daniel Bryan didn't know I'm pretty sure it's not I think it's someone else is pulling the strings here So I kind of like that, to be honest with you. You know, it seemed very much like it was going to be Daniel Bryan. But now that it's not Daniel Bryan and we've gone, you know, beyond SummerSlam, it didn't lead to a SummerSlam match with Daniel Bryan and and Roman Reigns or anything like that. I kind of like that there's a mystery up in the air again, that Rowan is mysteriously working with someone else. The Luke Harper thing still holds weight. I really do like that theory. If if they're going to, you know, if they're not going to grant Luke Harper his release, Luke Harper versus Roman Reigns would be a great feud. It would make sense that, you know, Rowan has been working with his old buddy, Luke Harper, who also wants to kind of just be himself on WWE TV just like Rowan. Uh, I like it. I'm into it. So, you know, I think that maybe that's where they're going, and if it's not, if it's someone else, cool. I'm into it. I like that we've got some time. This one was less of a cheesy cliffhanger, in my opinion, because it wasn't something where... You go, well, why didn't he say all this when they were face-to-face a week ago? Why did he wait to say this on camera a week later and things of that nature? So um, it's a little less goofy and a little more like, hmm, I wonder where this was going. All right. Well, I want to hear from you. I want to know where you think this is going. Hit up the comments below and tell me. Tell me if you think... Uh, that Daniel Bryan's character is quote-unquote lying, that he was involved, that he's still the one pulling the strings? Do you think maybe Luke Harper's involved? Do you think it's someone else that I'm not thinking of? Hit up the comments below. Let me know. I want to hear it. And tell me what else you thought of SmackDown as well. But also, make sure you check ProWrestlingSheet.com throughout the week for all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling. If you want to just watch the shows as opposed to looking at the website, though, go to YouTube.com slash c slash wrestling sheet. That's where you can find the video that I do of Ron Smackdown recaps. You can find Wrestling Sheet Radio interviews and more, just check out youtube.com slash c slash wrestling sheet, subscribe, like the videos, comment, I subscribe, or I subscribe, I reply to a lot of them, so please, please keep doing that, I appreciate it very much, but also, if you just want to listen to the audio while you're driving, working out, cooking, doing whatever, I don't judge what you do, I'm not going to judge what you do while you're listening to podcasts, just check out our podcast feed, it's available on all the major podcast platforms, you know, uh, podcast one, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, all that stuff. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio at Wrestling Sheet on social media. I'm at Ryan Satin. And, okay, that's it. I'm done officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. Now, Napa no.